This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, your host and editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to get in sync with what's going to happen at the weekend against the Saints as Villa visits St. Mary's, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I just had a tussle with the, the postman, Royal Mail postman, actually. Not physically? Well, yeah. I pushed him out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. He, uh, he pressed the buzzer and he kept on pressing it and he kept on pressing oh, no. it. And, you know, you're looking for your keys and then you're walking up the, the hall and he kept on pressing it. Kept on, and I opened the door and I said, you know, what are you doing? What are you, you know, what are you doing? Why do you keep pressing that buzzer? Well, I, I didn't know if it was working or not. Well, it, it worked. So, like, I couldn't hear it. Well, you're outside. The idea of the buzzer is for the person inside to hear it. And I could hear it. Then he pushed in front of me because it's, it's flats. It's a shared hallway. He pushed and I pushed him out and I said, wait, where do you think you're going? And he said, well, uh, I need a photo of delivering this, uh, to the, to the flat. And the flat number was my, my number. And, uh, I said, what's the name on that? And he said a name I, I don't recognize. And I said, let's have a look at the address. And the address was actually two doors down. He, he wasn't, he didn't even get it wrong. Like it's the next one. It was like two doors down. So, uh, I told him, you know, see you later. And this is the thing. It's like strrikers in the Premier League. You want a striker that can deliver <laughs> you consistently don't, consistently. You don't want a striker that doesn't even know where the goal is. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is this is this your long-winded story to nickname 
um, Ollie Watkins two doors down. No, no, well, I could do. But this is my segue into the Danny Ings uh, situation, <laughs> as elaborate as it may be. Anyway, so uh, I've just got back from uh, visiting a new nephew, so uh, we haven't had time to pen the Villa Minute. So we're just going to just talk about these the, the transfer activity uh, in the last few days before going into the Saints game. So uh, without further ado, let's start with Danny Ings. <laughs> Yep. For me, there's there's no 100% correct answer here. I think in an ideal world, uh, you, you keep him in your squad because if you get rid of Ings now, we are, yeah, we are weaker. Matchday squad, Aston Villa is weaker than it was last week. That is a fact. Whether he's starting or not, it's kind of immaterial because we are playing with a matchday squad now. It's You've got to look at the matchday squad. When you've got a manager who's no stranger to playing five subs, playing his five subs, it's like your first 16 is... Uh, the important uh, factor, yep. isn't it? Yep. So this one's, it's more like the financials that aligned. And and that's why it happened all of a sudden. I think so. I mean, he's our top scorer and he's only, he scored seven goals, but he's only started eight league games, which uh, suggests the more playing time he has, uh, you know, the, obviously the more and goals so they've had. Yeah. So you're in a situation where a club kind of catches you on the hop. They're offering you money, which when you work it out and you've got to factor in the wages he's obviously receiving, you know, he's in the uh, hundreds of thousands or over a hundred thousand, should I say. And you know, you're not going to get, he's going to have one year left on his contract next summer. He's going to be 31 years old and you'll be lucky to get uh, past 10 million for him. Ideally, Villa have to uh, get somebody else in because they've also got Archer out on loan. They've brought Duran in, who we'll uh, quickly talk about in a second. But he, you know, he's still a youngster. He's 19. No guarantees he's going to hit the ground running. You know, you, you would factor in there'd be a, an adjustment acclimatization. Yeah, acclimatization <laughs> adjustment periods. If, if if not the you know the playing side, which is one thing, but the, just the, the the level he's going to be dealing with day in day out in terms of training, which he would have, it'd have been nowhere near this. Yeah, with, with the greatest respect to an MLS team. The, the tempo, the intensity of a training session of a Premier League team. Yeah, so back to Ings. I think West Ham put a clock on this and said, these are the financials, but we need it this week or else we're going elsewhere. Because Villa ideally would have said, yeah, interesting, we'll keep, we'll uh, we'll think about it. And they'd have dragged it out to the end of the window. But, you know, every, every week is obviously important for West Ham when you're in a relegation battle because... You know, we drag it out another two weeks and uh, we can get somebody in without appearing desperate to uh, clubs that we're buying off because yep. there's a difference. You know, if, if if you haven't got Ings, people see you coming, agents, clubs going, well, you know, you really need him. So uh, give us a couple more million and uh, the deal's ours. Well, if you've got Ings, you, you can be a bit more, nah, you know, we, we, you know, we kind of were interested, but we've all, you know, we've got a, a decent strike force. So uh, this is more for the future. So see you later. So you can walk away in, you know, in the negotiation process. But, you know, when you're just down to Watkins, then people know you, you need a striker. So we're in a precarious position at the negotiation table, put it that way. People say in Emery we trust, but he's not a factor. It's already out there that Duran was six months of sweet talking with Villa's recruitment team going over to America several times. So this isn't an Emery buy. And the Danny Ings would have been uh, to you know directed to Lang and Perslow, and they'd have said to uh, Emery, "Well, this is kind of an offer we're looking at, and uh, we we think it's too good to turn down." 
yeah, they, they sort of say, look, we want to do this deal. Are there, are there any objections? You know, I'm sure if Emery really puts his foot down, but I don't think with a player like Ings, with the greatest respect to him, I don't think you do that, do you? There's there's too much, not necessarily upside, but there's too much loss prevention, if you want to call it that, to kind of go, actually, this is this is probably going to be the time to do this. Because if we do it in the summer, which I think Villa would have done either way, if I'm honest, I don't think he would have been here next season anyway. And I think, well, if we can get the deal we want, great. It allows, you know, the 15 million in the pot, because it might just be a cash up front deal. Yeah. If Time are desperate, and then you factor in 100 plus grand a week off your wage bill, bearing in mind any other outs. Because you're talking tw- 12 up front and an extra five if West Ham avoid relegation. Yeah, and I think they're probably thinking of the possibilities, knowing that you play Southampton this weekend, then you've got two weeks before your next game. It allows you to actually have a little bit of time to get your deals over the line without having to worry about shit. You know, we play, I don't know, you know, Southampton on the Saturday, we've got a midweek game and et cetera, et cetera. We've had sort of had the, the, the batch of games close together. Now we can sort of try and get what we want to get done, done. Because Emery's come out and said it, hasn't he? He's like, you know, he, he already said that Duran is not a direct replacement for Ings. And, he, and he's already said, I want a midfielder and a wide player. And Emery can join in that conversation a bit more when he's not having to prepare yeah. for, a, for a game. This mm-hmm. deal, I don't think, would have happened if two things were in play. One was if we were still in one of the cups, I don't think this happens. Mm-hmm. And the other one is if Ings was a year younger, I don't think this would have happened. And maybe if we were a few places higher or lower in the league. <laughs> yeah, if we were in the, the yeah, relegation cause, cause we're, battle. Because we're sort of, yeah. We're we're kind of on the fringes of things, you know. You think we're we're pretty unlikely to be in a relegation battle, but we are pretty unlikely to be sort of at the real business end of the table. We'd like to think we could be our maximum ceiling is what maybe seventh, and that's in an exceptional circumstance. Yeah. But realistically, they want to be top ten, which they could. Do you think could you achieve top ten without Danny Ings? I would hazard a guess, yes. Yeah, I think I think all the all the stars have aligned on this one. Where Villa are just like, you know what, this is a good this is a good deal. And as every pundit and journalist has said, it's like this is probably the right deal for all parties at this point, which I would I would reluctantly agree with. I would have personally kept him till the summer and gone, well, if, if it's the difference between fifteen million and ten million, whatever. So it would suggest to me they've got they've got something close. I don't know what it would be, but I do think Villa will have one, maybe two that they think are close and they, they want that money be it in wages or transfer fee to use. I, I would actually say further to it's a good deal for all parties concerned. I would also say it's not the ideal deal for all parties concerned as well at the same time. No, because I think I'll Villa would have ideally that. wanted to keep him. Yeah, and I probably ideally Ings wanted to stay, and Villa wanted to keep him ideally. But it's more the finances that have uh, come into play here. Duran, we'll we'll talk about him more on the main show, as it's been indicated. He's one more for the future, but. Probably if we, you know, if we don't get anybody over the line before the end of the transfer window, he may get a bit more of a fast track opportunity than mm-hmm. uh, first expected, which uh, works in his yeah. favour. And what I would say in regard to him, just from the little bits of scouting stuff I've seen in videos and whatnot, when we brought Moreno in, Emery had been very open about Augustinson and Dina being a bit similar and that he wanted a little bit more variety in that position. I think Duran probably gives us a little bit of variety down the middle where you wouldn't class Watkins or Ings as a target man. Duran looks a lot more sort of tall. Number nine. A little bit more of an all-round. Yeah, he's an out-and-out number nine for me. Looks kind of in the similar mould to someone like a Tone at Brentford maybe yeah. that kind of player and I, and I think that 
maybe gives you the option of something different, um, which maybe we, we would have had, you know, we would have had in years gone by with someone like a Keenan Davis, but of course we know what Keenan Davis is about. He doesn't score goals. This guy looks like he might know where the goal is, albeit in the MLS. You know, we shall see. But also he needs to have that, at least a, a certain level of pace to really play yes. in this filler team. And I think that he brings that as well. So it's not like a target man without pace. Yeah, he's probably just filling the hole that neither Watkins or Ings has. You know, Ings isn't, isn't sort of lightning quick. Watkins isn't tall. Danny's not exactly, you know, six foot five and a, and a sort of a powerhouse. It's just a bit of variety. Yeah. Before we go on, I just want to say if you want to get rid of annoying ads and you just want that pure experience of listening to the podcast, uh, you can become a My Old Man Said member by uh, going to the My Old Man Said website and clicking on the membership link for more details to as well as get ad-free shows, get extra shows, and to join our illustrious underground inner circle network of match club so uh, please do uh, consider joining us and get details on the website under the membership option on the menu ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, uh, the Saints, we've kind of turned the corner, shall I say, in matches against the Saints. We had gone through a barren spell in the previous decade of uh, nine games against the Saints without a win. But uh, we've won three of the last four, so getting back at it. Though we did lose our last visit uh, at St. Mary's, having won there... During the lockdown period, wasn't it? Yeah, after a barren spell. They're, they're kind of a team that, although they're bottom of the league, there's I think they're looking at this period to uh, switch things around because they've actually done well in the Cups. And they are actually in a semi-final of uh, the League Cup. And uh, winning decent games in the Cup, they beat Manchester City. But the question is, surely a team that can do that can't stay bad in the league and uh, they'll no doubt be uh, looking at this as a real opportunity to get necessary points on the board 
I mean, how, how are you looking at Southampton? I, I think this is a, a banana skin in terms of the Emery revolution and Emery's 100% away record. On the face of it, you, you would think so. I do think Southampton haven't been great at the back. I think if they view this as a game that we need to be winning and they hope they open up, I do think this is a game that Villa can actually go and sucker punch them in. Well, no, Defensively, I think we've been quite good. I think I think it's the kind of game that you can actually go away and get the winning. Only Bournemouth have conceded more goals this season than... Yeah. Uh, I actually don't. I think if, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't be putting any money at all on a draw in this one. I think it'll go one of two, one of the either side. There will be a winner in this one. Oh, just because of the way we play, and I think the way they have been playing. Fourth lowest amount of possession, the Saints. So uh, you would imagine Villa will see uh, a bit of the ball in this game, even though they're away from home. I think they'll probably be forcing the issue more here. Yeah, I think that we, I feel like we're relatively battle hardened though. After that Leeds game, I think we've shown that we can win in a few different ways now in the last you know few months under Emery, and I think this is the kind of game where on paper you go, "Oh, Southampton have won their last three. They'll look at this one as a you know we can definitely get a win here," which I'm sure they feel they can. But they're where they are for a reason, and I, I do think that the games they have won, they've started well. Do you know why they're there? Because they've been shit. Worst home form in the league one win in nine their away form's not too bad they've actually won three games away from home I mean, it was a big win for them wasn't it last week at Everton admittedly Everton yeah. are an absolute dumpster fire at the moment but I think if, if Villa got, can just go there and be professional and get the job done Southampton better away record than Villa and Liverpool so it was suggested to me they will probably start playing like they do away and they'll let Villa come on to them. Oh, so be it. Their home form has to change or else they, they go down. You, you can't have the worst home form in the league and expect to stay up. No, no. I mean, it's, it's strange, isn't it, this season? That that bottom three looks like a kind of a 90s bottom three with Everton and Southampton down there. But I do think they've Everton, uh, sorry, Southampton have probably got maybe the chance now to really kind of wag their tail and make the, the bottom interesting because it's so tight down there, isn't it? There's about six or seven sides yeah. within a couple of points of each other. They've lost the last three home games Southampton uh, so that's uh, I don't these things you don't know if they bode well or not because Villa are all what used to be a charity when it came to teams that needed something mm-hmm Whereas Emery's been pretty good at sort of ending runs, hasn't he? Like with the, you know, the United one and our home, oh, sorry, our away, our away run. I, I think it's a game you've got to be going and looking to win this one. Yeah, as much as it's difficult, I think great. Go there and expect a difficult game, but get the job done. Still, the theme of what I wrote for the the BBC's Tuesday uh, little mini column that I do for BBC Sport was. We're now entering a period of the Emery reign where you see our next two fixtures and it's Southampton, Leicester also struggling. And you're thinking, well, one thing since we've been back in the Premier League that's let us down is not putting teams away that, let's say, we start favourites against. And there haven't been that many games Mm -hmm. where we go in as favourites since we've been back from the Championship. No. So when you look at the old context of the Emery bounce, you could say, you know, there's obviously been a bounce if if that is such a thing so if this is more than a bounce then we've got to be beating Leicester and Southampton and doing something that we didn't you know that we haven't been doing in the last few seasons which is putting teams in the bottom five or six places away Mm -hmm. so if we beat Southampton and then you you, you start to think we actually uh, legitimately may be a different beast now I think so and I do think I mean I think we spoke about it at the time I wonder if the Stevenage result will have sharpened them a little bit a bit like we spoke about you know Argentina lost their first game in the World Cup it just really sharpens the mind yeah. going oh, okay 
Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a little bit of that where Villa go, do you know what? We would have really wanted a cup run. We need to just get you know, keep on track here now and we can actually end the season on a positive. I also think they can throw the kitchen sink at Southampton knowing that they don't play the week after. Yeah. So they get a little bit of a rest. There's a chance to get a few people who've got niggles, etc., back fit, you know, get reinforcements in, maybe get a couple of players out. So it's, it could prove to be quite an important couple of weeks for Villa in terms of you know the, the broader context of where we're going to be come you know come May well yeah because if you just go on form you are looking at so after Southampton and Leicester you need obviously points on the board there because then you're against Arsenal and Manchester City now I, I think we're mm-hmm. in if we get points on the board against those two teams before the, the clashes against the top two I think those top two teams will go ah this is potential sticky games here based on Villa's current form mm-hmm Arsenal's an interesting one for me. I'm looking at an Arsenal team that are looking pretty formidable, I've got to admit. They are, but I don't think they've had a wobble yet, which they will or traditionally do. Manchester City, I think their eyes 100% on the uh, the Champions League. If they had to pick one mm-hmm. trophy, they would pick that without a doubt in a heartbeat. So there's, there's an opportunity there, I think. And we, you know, the players, at least, will be buoyed by the fact they were 2-0 up against them in Manchester City's most important game of last season. Well, we've generally tended to give them a good game, haven't we? All, all the sort of the big sides. We haven't tended to get blown away too often. Obviously, the City game, we had three, was it three in 11 minutes or whatever it was on the last day of the season before. The Arsenal one, I, I do think... They've got a little, an interesting run of games coming up. You know, they play United. I think they've got to play City soon. They'll have to come to Villa. And you do wonder if Arsenal are going to have their wobble, it might be about to happen. You know, they haven't had one yet. Most teams do have something, even if it's just one or two games back to back. If they get Trissard, I think they, they kind of been serious, aren't they? Well, if you're a player looking at them, you're kind of going, yeah, I can I can add to this. I'll, I'll have, you know, in previous years, you're thinking, mm, do I really want to be part of that side? You know, when you think I might, I might not even play top four. Trissard is probably like Muzzy, is it, for John Gregory's Villa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's maybe that, that final piece. And also, it's a, it's a big loss for, for Brighton, isn't it, as yeah. well? So anyway, we'll, we'll obviously talk about that in a future, something for the weekend. Mm-hmm. But Saints, in terms of threats, it's it's so obvious. Even Emery's uh, talking about not giving, giving away free kicks to, uh, yeah, they, they, I think they mentioned Ward Prowse as the best set piece taker in the world. Emery said he's been talking to Nanny McPhee about him, but also obviously uh, for what we were going to do on the other end. Mm-hmm. Of which you know our set pieces do need to be defended well. You know we all talk about McPhee's work in terms of the attacking third. Well, you need to get switched on in the defensive third in this one, I think. Yeah, because that is Southampton's main threat, and uh, he is their main threat as a as a player. There's no they've won their last three games in all competitions, and I'm trying to think yep. what that factor has been. If there has been a uh, uniform factor that's kind of inspired this. I mean, I think City would have must have had a poor night. I mean, I saw little bits. Southampton were good on the ball, to be fair. Um, City were poor at the back, as they have been the last few weeks. You know, they were they didn't look very clever when United put them under pressure. They didn't look great in midweek against Tottenham a couple of nights before we recorded this. So it might be that Southampton just got a bit of fight and belief because I sort of looked at this game a couple of weeks ago thinking I wanted Southampton to win that FA Cup game just to keep the manager in a job. But it could be by the time we played him that he was on his last legs. I look at it now and think, well, they're about to play Villa on the Saturday. They're going to a, a League Cup semi-final on the Tuesday. Could that be a bit of a distraction for them or will they be all in on the league game and maybe go the cup game's a bit of a bonus at this point I mean Southampton have been switching their formations they've played three at the back or let's say five at the back uh, Ward Prowse has also played in the middle of a three behind the the front man or he's played on the left hand side of you know like a four in the midfield they've played mm-hmm. four four two three one I'm just seeing uh, in the games that they won 
the last three games if that was if there was a common formation the four two three one it's this the formation that beat city this is with uh, ward prowse actually playing more central behind uh, i mean whoever plays up front whether it's mara or adams and that even seems to be flexible i mean they played four two three one against away at palace when they won in the fa cup mm-hmm. and prowse actually played as one of the two deep sitters so keep an eye on that, where uh, Prowse actually pops up. When they got beat by Forrest at home, I think that was the last time they played three at the back. And then it looks like they've been that to go four, four, two, three, one. Basically copying Villa's uh, formation, obviously. So keep an eye out on where Prowse pops up. But he, you know, he's obviously their main threat. But it seems that the four, two, three, one has suddenly, well, it's galvanized their results, albeit two of them have been in cups. It's always strange, though, how you can... It's like when Villa were under Sherwood, managed to get into the FA Cup final. Even under Smith with the League Cup, when you think about it, yeah. which has been kind of waltzed into the semis. Yeah, then you have like Wigan, who won the FA Cup and got relegated. It's Birmingham, obviously, <laughs> the League Cup win and got relegated. But the interesting thing, as you mentioned, is Southampton, their next game, midweek, is... Newcastle in the Cup. Semi-final. The semi-final. And is that, I think, it just subconsciously, you, you that can be a distraction. It might not be. It might be that the they're all in on the league game and go. Do you know what? We don't expect to win this semi, and we can. But it might be that the cup form just galvanises their league form a little bit, as we've seen so many times before. Yeah, I mean, when you beat Manchester City, that genuinely uh, inspires you on, doesn't it? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But it's still a focus. So they're, they're only human. Their eyes may not be on the ball one hundred percent. We shall see. But uh, watch out for their formation. If they're playing four two three one, then uh, that seems to be where they're heading. But it's. Prowse has uh, varied where he's actually popped up in that formation. If he's playing more central behind uh, the front man, then is that a good thing or a bad thing for Villa? I don't I don't know. I don't know because I think we've got Kamara and Louise who look quite a good partnership in there now. I think yeah. in, in previous years, potentially, you would have thought, oh God, if anyone gets in between the lines, they can cause us problems. I think with Kamara in there now, we're a slightly different beast, certainly in the last couple of games. I thought it was brilliant against Leeds, by the way. Yeah, so actually, uh, this new Saints formation may fall into our hands because it, it essentially puts Ward Prowse in the, the Kamara zone. So uh, that's where I want him to He's be. He's in our kill zone. <laughs> that's where I want him to be. I want Kamara to be the man who's on him. Uh, because he, out of anybody, he was he's the one who would neutralise him. Mm-hmm. So uh, agreed. In terms of the threats, we've just worked it out. There is no threat. <laughs> Kamara's taking care Your of famous last words. <laughs> Kamara's taking care of Ward Prowse. So it's going to be a nice, relaxing weekend for everybody. There's famous last words. If you're a Southampton podcast, please feel free to clip that bit. But make sure you credit uh, my old man said podcast. Thank you very much. Right, my old man said. Paul's panel result, what are you going for? Tentatively an away win. Yeah, I think I've just convinced myself away win as well. Even though we haven't got Ings, you do feel weakened now because we don't we spread the goals around, but our top scorer and somebody who has been bagging them in recent games, I may add, is no more. And it's not like the new guy's in and ready to sort of shock everyone you know, out of nowhere. Just for your information, in the league anyway, Danny Ings has made eight starts this season, uh, further 10 appearances off the bench, scored six goals. Next top scorer is actually Bailey in the league with four. That's from 15 starts. Then it's Buendia and Watkins. Buendia has uh, started 11 times compared to uh, Ollie Watkins at uh, 17. So Watkins... 
pretty poor return at the moment. If you just pressure's on now, second half of the season, if you just it? boil it down, and yeah, the the focus is very much on him. Right. So until we join you again for the main show, fingers crossed. Our uh, threats analysis and pulse panels results come true. Do you want to bet against us? days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.